All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today, again, for the 49th time. Jesus. In the bunker. That's also a lie. A couple of times we were at different places. Oh, that's true. We were at the <laughs> Ox. We were at the apartment. R.I.P. All those places. It <laughs> will not be back. Kelly, how's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? It's, I'm going. I'm doing well. I'm that's excited great. for this week's episode. Kelly, did you know that this is a Bob Dylan podcast? Yes. It's about time. I mean, 49 episodes in, we'll finally get a hard. Well, it's kind of a hesitant yes. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know, but I know. But you know. Yeah. You think you. You think you know. But you have no idea. But you have no idea. This is the real world. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Bob Dylan podcast. We listen to a Bob Dylan song every single week at random, which we do at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, after we get the song, we listen to it. We make playlists about it. We tweet stuff out. We tell you to come and listen along. Give us your suggestions for songs. Tell us covers that you really like that, you know, they don't have to be on Spotify. They can be on YouTube. I mean, whatever. We can talk about it all the time. This is just me trying to say you can be part of this week. If you want to be part of this week, you can be part of this week. But otherwise, me and Kelly, it's just us. We're just listening, hanging out in the bunker. And then we get together at the end and we say, how did you like this song? And then we talk about the song. That's what this podcast is. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) This is a Bob Dylan podcast. You're now up to speed. Yeah. I could just start a loop right here. <laughs> I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my entire life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the number of the parallel that separates the United States and Canada. Oh, the 49th one, huh? The 49th parallel. And this week, we listen to Odds and Ends off of The Basement Tapes. I stand in all my shake my face. Break your promise all over the place You promised to love me But what do I see Just you coming in Trying to spill juice over me Odds and ends Odds and ends Lost time is not found again This is our I want to say Our third basement tape as well Can I guess the other ones? Please Are they Oh no, it's our fourth Clothesline Saga They are and shit, just uh, uh, yay having a bottle of bread. Oh, that's actually our fifth. Yes. Oh, well, that's the only two I remember. Oh, oh well, then, then like King of France. Yes. And the other one. Don't describe me now. That's the yeah, the so, worst one. The, wor- the, the most forgettable episode. It didn't have a chance, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, it's like twenty minutes long. Don't you play with me? Yeah. I Don't you try me now? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so this is our fifth. So this is, it, it's tough because there's 130 songs. So, Jesus. which we obviously pared all of that down that we do not have that many, but it's still kind of crazy. And it's kind of interesting because you're right. You have a bottle of bread. Um, a lot of times when we talk about the basement tape and we'll get into it later, we talk reel to reel. So clothesline saga shared the same reel as your boy odds and ends. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to think because obviously they were sitting down recording this. It got full. They took it off. You know, Danko got another fucking recording out, popped it in, and, you know, started the next day or whatever. So it kind of – it's interesting to see where their vibes were going per reel to reel. So this this song was recorded in the summer of 67. Two takes. We've heard both of them. So literally this is it. We've mentioned before that we don't get to hear any of the making of it. We only get to hear essentially Danko hitting play and record. 
and we hear the recording. Yeah. But all of the stuff in between, we don't really know how the song was fleshed out, if there was a lot of care given to it. Because some songs seem like there's a lot of care given to them. This Wheel's on Fire, Tears of Rage, you know, they feel like real songs that sort of it's kind of a shame that they never see the light of day, if you will, quote unquote. You know, they were never really supposed to be out there in the world. And then there's songs like this that are Clothesline Saga is another example. Mm. Apple Suckling Tree, just goofy ass songs that don't really have a purpose in the world. But like you have in a bottle of bread, you just got to they got to have a place. Even silly, goofy songs, because you know what? Bob Dylan's not silly and goofy a lot. And it's really great to see him silly and goofy. So before we get into the song, Kelly, what do you think about Odds and Ends? I liked it. And it definitely, thematically, was very similar to Jay Having a Bottle of Bread yeah. and Clothesline Saga. Just nonsense. I mean, they fit right next to each other. And even musically, they, they just they, they fit really well together. And so it makes sense, the real to real. They're yeah, both sure. are the same. But yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And it's a minute and 45 seconds long. What more do you want? Yeah. I mean, all together. It's a three-minute song. It <laughs> just kills it. Yeah. And it's fun. I, it's, I, it's like got the residual effects of like a, the hard rocking, you know, like it's – I mean, it rolls. It's a rolling rock and roll song. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun because like Close on Saga, famously, laconic as hell. And this definitely has more of a jam to it for sure. The biggest question um, that doesn't really matter now because we haven't really gotten that deep into the, the band or the basement tapes, which we will do both of those things later this year as we kind of keep going – but the biggest question is if Levon Helm was on the drums. So we know, you know, Mickey Jones passed away a couple of weeks ago. He was on drums for those famous shows with Bob Dylan and the band. Because Levon Helm, who who is the drummer for the band and was the drummer throughout the, the existence of the band as the band, um, was famously not involved with that tour. Because he got burned out with Bob Dylan. He hated being booed. He didn't understand why they were doing this. Uh, and then he showed up to Big Pink late. So there's a lot of speculation in some of these songs. Is this drumming Levon Helm or not? Mm. Now, when you listen to this stuff this much, how do you tell? I don't know. But it's incredible that people have speculation of whether he did it or not. It doesn't take a lot to do something like um, – like Clothesline Saga, that's pretty pretty chill. And, and some of the songs don't even have drums, drums yeah. um, because Levon's not there. They don't really have a drummer. This song, fucking Rollicks. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's like the, the, oh my God, what do they go by? The Hawks? The Hawks. Jesus Christ. Look at you. Yeah, I know about Bob Dylan oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, that was dope. <laughs> yeah, I got that old Hawks vibe. Exactly. Which is uh, fascinating. I think it's kind of fun. It's fun to see those flashes of it, because I think they morph into something very... God, unique. I mean, the basement tapes are famous for a reason. They're just so out of time and out of place in the world they were in, in the world we're in. They don't make any sense. Um, they don't make any sense in popular American music. So it's kind of fun to hear these songs that are just nonsense. How many times do you think this song has play, been played live? None. None. Yeah. The liner notes written by Growl Marcus, who has written a book called Invisible Republic about the basement tapes odds and ends take one which is the one that's on the bootleg series so not the um so it's the second track on our uh, playlist um he said quote when you listen to the basement tapes it's easy to forget that this was the exact same group that just a year earlier had played the british isles to enormous controversy they were loud aggressive forceful and bombastic fans expecting folk music came away short many booed many walked out odds and ends has a glimmer of that fire left over from the tour. 
a great rock and roll band with a great singer and a songwriter rocking in the basement. And then Odds and Ends 2, which is the first one, to confuse this whole thing further. Nice. Uh, and this is the one that's on the 1975 basement tapes. Uh, it opens up the basement tapes. Quote, this is the version that was used for the 1975 The Basement Tapes release. Both versions are equally as good, and it must have been difficult to decide which to include in the official release. You get the feeling Dylan and the band could have done 20 takes, each peerless. Ah, you take your file and you bend my head. I never can remember anything that you said. You promised you loved me, but what do I know? You're always spilling juice on me like you got some place to go. Odds and ends, odds and ends. Lost times not found again. Yeah, musically, I... I, I caught a little bit. The I mean, the bass is going on all of it, and the bass line, the dun 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 dun. dun I was like, "That's the fucking X Men theme song." So, if you've never watched the X Men animated series, there is a driving bass line through the whole thing. That's dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Obviously, this was way first. Um, and if you're ever, if you're into nerdcore rapping at all, MC Lars nice. has a song called Uncanny. That is literally the X Men theme song that he raps over. With a guy named Beefy. So. I guess when X-Men first debuted, it was Halloween morning, 92. I was straight blown away by the beat of the song that must have must have cleared for this track. Am I wrong? Before puberty brought surprising hairs, I sit back and relax on my reclining chair. Rope was beautiful. Storm was electric. Shaking from the sugar high like an apoplectic. I thought fourth grade wouldn't be so hard if I just had... That was a fun aside. That was a nice... It was like... It was... It's always weird when you hear something like that. Like, I want to place this. Yeah. That sounds so familiar. X-Men theme song bass. Amazing. So to contrast this with the other one before we even get into it, the guitar on this one is really bright. There's shorter strums on it um, versus the other one. And it makes it seem a little more energetic than the other version. They're the same length-ish, like maybe a second or two off. Oh, they're like a second or two off, yeah. Well, that's what I think Marcus was getting at. Like they could do 20 takes of this and it would just be like masterful and exactly on point every time. Yeah. So – it's their differences aren't that big. The biggest thing I did notice, though, was the organ. Um, mm. The organ on the this this first version is it's there, but it sounds like I'm a mad that dude. We've been over this a million times. He's playing that organ, right? The is that the one or is Garth? This, yeah, but that one organ is the one they're using. The Hammond sure. organ. Yeah, sorry, Hammond. yeah, yeah. So I think that one had a couple different voices. Like meaning that you could mm. change the the tone, the kind of sound of it a little bit. Okay. So I think they used a different voice on the organ. Is my guess oh, because cool. the way it sounds, there's, it sounds way more piano-y mm-hmm. on this version than it does in the next one. And then the next one, and it's way more subdued on this one. And the next one, you can I do really actually know exactly it. what you're saying now that I'm thinking. Yeah. About and the next it. one, it's really got that kind of like this is a synthetic organ sound thing that's happening, yeah. which I really liked. Um, yeah. But it's way more noticeable on the, the second voice or yeah, second okay. version than the first. Uh, the ending is also very different. So in the first one, it does. There's no like fade out or like we're we're about to end the song. Here we go. Oh. It's just like now it's over. But on the <laughs> second one, it's even worse. It's like whoops, the song ended. Yeah. <laughs> like we were we were playing and now we're not. Like the image of that dude, uh-huh. whomever you said, Danko. I don't remember. Yep. Reaching over, yep. he was just like we're done, right? Like yeah. he just hit it. <laughs> it wasn't. No one said, oh okay. <laughs> like I, I think so that they're in like a weird rock and a hard place type of scenario because I don't think you're wrong with that. Like I'm sure that Rick totally turned it off, 
but I, I think for them, like editing it, you almost have to think like, okay, we have an abrupt end coming up, so we need to ease this abrupt end as best we can. Because you're right, though, it does sort of like. But no one, like, it's like no one was. <laughs> everyone forgot that the song was so short on the second version. The first one, they're like, and now it's over. And now it's over. And then the second one was like, oh, where are we supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> Take a like. I hit my last beat. To boom, yeah. done. <laughs> Lost time is not found again. That's how it sounds. But I like, yeah. I like it. I mean, they're not very dissimilar. No, but you're right. I think that those are those are interesting. Uh, to get to the lyrical differences, they're slight. Um, to say what there is to say about the lyrics, but uh, the very first line is, I planned it all and I take my place. Uh, he changes that to, I stand in awe and I shake my face. Okay, yeah. I Equally couldn't understand what nothing. he was saying. Yeah, I, I have the lyrics as, I plan it all and take my place. Yeah, th- those are the official ones. Those are the copywritten lyrics that, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, again, was not going to be copywritten. Like, Dylan, did, did, none of them cared about that. But Columbia cared. Oh, yeah. Like, but I didn't copyright this. I didn't hear it as that either yeah. time. And I never heard him say the word. I, I, I put, I spend it all and shake my face. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I trust. This is, I'm having flashbacks of King of France. Like, I trust whatever is there. Like, if you can't hear it, it's whatever. Same thing with uh, in verse two, the second line is, you know, the official line is, I never can remember anything that you said. Mm. And he changes that to, you never can remember anything that I've said. Uh. So doing that Dylan thing that he's already doing, which is changing the tenses and the um, perspectives, the perspectives, which is, uh, it's interesting. It's fine. If this song made any sense. Does this song make any sense to you? The there's clearly a juice spilling, a juice spilling jerk face yeah. uh, that Bob is hung up on. Yeah, wants them to stop, love Just him, stop, but also mostly stop spilling your juice. Yeah, take your juice with you while you're doing it. Keep that juice to yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking love it. It makes no sense to me. Uh, my first initial reaction is rude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, get your juice out of my fucking rude. face. Um, but then you get to odds and ends, odds and ends. Lost time is not found again. For a silly song, that I love that line. Lost time is not found again. It reminds me of my favorite line that I'll get tattooed on my body when we listen to Mississippi, which is "You can always come back, but you can't come back all the way." Lost time is not found again. It's bleak and it's beautiful and it's human amidst this chaos and this weird nothing song i mean i don't know i think i think this is all a metaphor i mean like Uh, so do i there is a whole world in the anthology of folk music in america that bob and the band are are plying from they're taking iconic moments and images and they're playing with them we don't know that because we don't know the playbook that they're playing from other people do because they're much smarter than we are and they have studied this but it doesn't take studiousness to make this interesting i love this i love how crazy it all sounds if i can even sort of in the back of my head say that orange juice probably has a role to play oh you know the all of these people um 
you know, my box being clean, uh, all, all the little things, odds and ends, like everything in this song probably has some weird tie to some faraway song that we don't know anything about. And that's really cool to me. I think that's really great, but it doesn't require that to enjoy this song. So on some level I can be like, this song is a, a silly song, Oh yeah. but I also know that it probably isn't, you know, and the internet has had some really great ideas. Ooh, I like when we throw it at the internet. About it. And the, these ones are fine. There's no Jesus in here. At what? All, which is crazy. Bob Dylan internet without Jesus. Is it really even the internet then? That's true. That's true. The thing, this, this, this one I found the most compelling. I'll only give one actually, because it's, I think it's the best one. If we go back in time and we remember what happened in 1967, Bob Dylan came off of his motorcycle accident. If you want to hear more about that, I suggest going to like the last you know 15 minutes or so of our talk on John Wesley Harding because we sort of sum up what 1967 was for Bob Dylan, which was the birth of his first children. And one of the best takes that I saw on the internet was that this is a song about all the kids that were around at the <laughs> time. And it's, you know, kids always got places to go. They got shit to do. They're always climbing up on everything and they're spilling juice all over. And you can't get this childhood back again. And then Bob, you know, sort of looking at the kid who just spilled juice all over him, running off, doing whatever. And you think lost time cannot be found again. That's heartbreaking. It's so beautiful. And I just like wanted to just cry at my desk, you know, thinking (laughs) about that. And what? What? How dare you, Internet? Tempt me was such a beautiful concept, and I it, it all kind of fits in that way. If you think about it as just you know children, you know you take your file and you bend my head. I never can remember anything that you said. You promised to love me, but what do I know? You're always spilling juice on me. Like you got some place to go. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a wonderful sentiment, and I think when I think about the song in the future, I'll I'll tend to think more about that. Because I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thought. Unlike the homeless thing last week. Yeah. This, this really does kind of add a little to it that I never I never thought of this song as anything more than a really cool chorus and a rockin' song. And I'm really happy that there are people out there that are like, I think about my kids when I think about this. And that's really like, fun. Yeah, I just thought about like a, a junkie on again, off again. See – our, we're, our minds are so warped because <laughs> that's like, what I think it's too. About your little children, You're like no, 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 it's definitely about a fucked up relationship. Isn't every song about a fucked up relationship? Well, and that's the thing. He's he's in the most marital bliss that Bob Dylan will so ever why find. Would why would it be? That's what I mean. Like it's it. I think it's important. We've we've doted so long on Sarah and Sarah. and what Bob what Bob feels with about women. This is the one time I think that. He wanted to be hurt and in an accident so that he could spend time with the people that he actually loves. And I don't think that's worth discounting. Yeah. Um, especially for the type of songs that he's writing and will write for John Wesley Harding, you know, the whole moralizing to Nashville Skyline and the wholesomeness that he's about to go through. Even New Morning, Sound on the Window, what kind of life do you want to live? And boom, you know, the 1975 Bob is lamenting the 1970 Bob that had an idea about what life could be. But how could this happen, Kelly? Who knows how this all happened? <laughs> what a pretty song. It's fun. It's a fun song. And and it's rocking. It's rocking. You know, it's it's hard to, to say anything more. Because it's, it's tough because, 
you almost feel the same way as you do with Don't You Try Me Now. But Don't You Try Me Now was is not even as good as this. Not even close to as good. I mean, maybe it could have been. Who knows? It also, it's true. Couldn't really hear it that much. It was also one of the first things that they recorded. And I think right. this was when they were in their groove and they were doing stuff. I mean, because, yeah, sharing this reel was, like I said, uh, Apple Suckling Tree, uh, Get Your Rocks Off, and Clothesline Saga. You know, three great songs. Three songs that are on our spreadsheet you know they're going to be songs that we talk about they're not just kind of the throwaway ones or the covers or anything like that you know a lot of the basement tapes is that unfinished ideas misstarted songs covers left and right across the whole musical spectrum but the songs that stick and maintain um are going to be the ones that we are talking about here on the show All right, Kelly, we are people in 2018. This is an. Do you want to say even year? So that was odds and ends. No, I was going to say so. This is an even year that was odd. I don't know. Oh, I see. You were leading up to something. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I led up to nothing, and it would never have gone anywhere. (laughs) Uh, We lived in this world as always for another freaking week. What um, what did you do this week? That involves spilling juice all over yourself. You just said freaking week, and I thought you were going to go freaking, freaking weekend. weekend? Uh, I don't want to. Don't. Gross. Don't. But, man, don't you want to, though? I mean, it isn't still. It's like bone I know. deep. I know. Yeah, it's kind of. up in the strip now. <laughs> God damn, you are Kelly. You're Some a monster. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Kelly, I... lost time has been found again. It has. What have you been doing this week? I mean, it's really appropriate. I found some lost time. Ah, oh, lost time. Not well, not lost. Time. Uh, uh, it's just I can't even like so perfunctory. Jesus oh no, Christ. your bow tie! I've been assaulted by my own bow tie. Holy shit! That's what you get for a wooden bow tie. I know. I mean, it's that's pretty dangerous. Cool, I got it in Bulgaria. What are you gonna do? So I play video games every once in a while. <laughs> you don't say. But I mean, I, I don't play them a lot. I used to last when I was year. You had like. Your last four recommendations, you don't, but when you do, you play them for like a month and a half straight. Yeah, that's the thing. When that's I get in, thing. like if I'm going to get in, I'm going in. Yeah. Especially, so, so we're in. Yes. Uh, a huge fan of Mass Effect, the, Never heard the trilogy. <laughs> um, one could say unhealthy, but uh, one might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, so I have not played Mass Effect Andromeda. I was scared because I was like, I loved the first three so much that there's no way this can measure up. So why would I even? And well, it also didn't get the best reviews. And I was like, but you can't but you really trust anyway. that. But I did buy it anyway. I bought it a year ago, shortly after it came out. Because it came out right after I got back. Yeah. And uh, I didn't play it. Yeah. The second I start playing it, I'm playing it for three hours. Right. That's what I'm going to do. 
And then, like, that hasn't, there hasn't been a moment recently where I had that availability. Yeah. But it happened. Snow. And I did it. (laughs) And, yeah, so far, I've had a lot of ups and downs. Like, I'm only about three, four hours into the game. Okay, so there's more. So things could happen. But from what I can glean, they haven't mentioned Shepard once. They haven't mentioned a Reaper once. They haven't mentioned anything. But that's okay. And that is okay. So the thing is, they had... A these big ass barge ships. There was a human one, a Turian one, an Asari one, and a Salarian one, which are the main yeah. races in the game. And they went out into Andromeda. You go into deep sleep for six hundred years, hypersleep for whatever for six hundred years. Oh. Boom! You show up in Andromeda. That's how you started the game. And then you find out that the other ships haven't arrived yet. The space station that they were supposed to be building this whole time is kind of fucked. Like things haven't shook out the way they yeah. were supposed to. Um, but it's all, like, it's all your. I don't like the character. I really loved Shepard. Yeah. I loved being that hero. I loved being like I'm. Well, the, maybe you love her. I mean, maybe I don't know. But I this you gotta give her a chance. Your character writer is like young and cocky, and they don't really give a shit. They're just like, all I care about is conquest. We're conquesting. We're ex- we're exploring new things for the sake of exploration, and what? not for any other benevolent reason. Like. That can be fine. So I just, I don't know. But maybe, isn't it interesting to take a cocky head, you know, confident. And have them grow as a person. have them grow as a person. Yeah, and that's what I came around to finally. Plus, oh, customization. Whereas before you were penned into one little outfit, I can wear so many outfits. I can make everything, every color. So what you're basically saying (laughs) is that you played for four hours. You are about 33 minutes into the game. The actual game, probably, yeah. Three and a half hours of just customization. <laughs> and if there was, like, a home that you could sort of build or, like, moving boxes in your <laughs> little bunk area. Yeah. I mean, you would have been you would have played for another four hours just to move those yeah. boxes around. But so we don't, we'll I see. don't, you know, I don't trust, I don't trust your review. I, and it's, like, it's early. I'm, I'm, I, I just, can't wait to come back to this. Let's we'll keep see. this going. And I'm sure it'll tie in. I'm sure at some at least a little bit mm. because you do on the start screen when you're making your character. It says if you you need did to, Shepard die you pick or... at least no no it doesn't even oh. say that which is interesting. It just says was Shepard male or female? So that could be even just a throwaway line like oh yeah she was a brave commander yeah. So it's like which would be enough. It would be for me honestly. <laughs> and Liara, there was like a no, audio log of her no! on the ship. No, <laughs> like yeah, Liara. <laughs> These last two weeks, we've talked about, like, horrible relationships, and you... Don't talk about my space wife. <laughs> anyway, that's Effect Andromeda. If she Jury's shows up. out. If she fucking shows up. I will talk... I will leave. She might. I don't fucking know. Why? I mean, she probably... How could she? She, oh, she, she has to die. She, yeah. Well, because... Well, sorry, you lived for a thousand years, but... Fuck. We're already 600 years in the future. She's gonna be a grandma. So unless she... She's would, gonna have a shepherd baby. She might. <gasps> she might. I mean, you do. Oh my god! Fuck! I'm so excited. I'm all in now. Mass Effect Series Three, playing the Shepherd baby. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, the very in, in three, they make a big point of like. Oh my! You god. guys are doing something going on. I'm keeping this in just because I guessed it, and that's what's happening. I mean, Maybe not this. Not this one, but. If she shows up over the course there, of this trilogy. That's the other thing. I uh, tried to look into it without getting spoiled. Apparently this was never meant to have more than one game. Oh. Are they doing more? I don't think so. Oh. Again, I wasn't trying. Like, I didn't want to look. I know. 
know. But I don't think so. I would assume that they were going to go for Everybody goes for trilogies, though. I mean, that's kind of the way it is. Wow, that was a lot. That was the most I've ever said about a recommendation, I think. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love so, Mass Effect. <laughs> okay, so we fucking love it. I mean, go get it. I don't know about Andromeda. We'll see. Drew so that. maybe play the first three if you've never played them. Keep playing them forever. <laughs> we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you up to date. I'll let you know. We'll see what happens next week. I don't really have a recommendation, Kelly. I don't believe you. You're always listening to something. We listen to a lot of cool stuff on our playlist. We do. You can listen to our playlist at Spotify. Dot com. <laughs> you know Spotify. <laughs> You can go to our Twitter. That's probably the best place to go. Um, I'm constantly updating and sharing our playlists. Uh, you can go check out there or just go to Spotify and type in, see that my playlist is kept clean. And you're going to come across me. My name is Daniel, in case you didn't know. And you can click my name and you can see all my public playlists. And what you're going to notice right away, there's a ton of Bob Dylan songs that you know from this great podcast that you listen to. Well, guess what? You can start clicking on all of them and go crazy. Those are our playlists. We also have a Patreon. We do. Or you can get a little tiny sneak peek every single week with Kelly and I talking about our playlists. We go into a little bit of depth and we just kind of – it's a freewheeling conversation. We don't we don't edit. We don't do anything. Just kind of put it out there. So, Kelly, let's pick next week's episode. Episode – 50! Whoa! Did you Could you believe that we made it this far? No. This is actually our last episode, so we're actually going to end at 49. Sorry, everybody. We're going to keep going. No, no, no. It's fine. It's okay. over. Okay. 49 sounds Well, fine. thanks, everybody. It's been a really good ride. Bye. <laughs> Can you believe we've made it to 50 episodes? I mean, we've done a lot more than that. But 50 is <laughs> a big number. It sounds nice. 50 is a big number, and 50 is a big, like, it's a whole number for the amount. It feels like sounds, a milestone. It sounds like an, an enormous milestone. Yeah. Let's pick it. 482 songs. Episode 50. What you guessing? I'm going to guess episode 50. for Number 50? Number 50. For episode 50. Wow. We're if gonna it's get it. 50 for 50, it's not. It's so 161. ESPN special. God Already? That was fast. I know. Sorry. 50. Lucky 50. <laughs> Would have been. Ooh, nervous. Damn, we're all about this uh, Oh Mercy world here most of the time. Episode 50 would have been a banger. Most of the time, great fucking song. Yours truly also covered it. So if you were loving that Up To Me cover, you're going to get a great version. Uh, Great. Sorry. You're going to get a version (laughs) most of the time. You're going to get me playing the the really great bass. I mean, one of his most standout bass. I think that, probably Mississippi – are some of the two best bass works uh, of Bob Dylan's entire oeuvre. And um, you're going to get me like a hack um, finding a second guitar and playing the weird <laughs> bass little do 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 on my fucking guitar. It's terrible. So but that's not the But that's not what we're going to do. Gun. So 161. Oh. What? Is it an album? What's happening? It is. I'm really I'm we might want to do it. Why? Is it Free Will and Bob Dylan? It's Highway Sixty One Revisited. Highway Sixty One. Holy shit, Kelly. We're 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 doing it. Isn't that the best one? Isn't that the one that is the I one? mean, it's the one that I it's my go to one that I sing in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most singable Bob Dylan there is. 
That's not for nothing. Well, give me some hints. Like a Rolling Stone. I know that one. Just like the Tom Thumb Blues. Nope. Desolation Row. Highway nope. 61 Revisited. Nope. From a Buick Six. Nope. You're just saying all the songs. I'm now. saying all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. No. We'll we'll get into it next week. Holy shit! Join us next week. Episode fifty. Highway sixty one revisited. This is our first album uh, in quite a, a little while yeah. while. yeah, it's been a second. I am stoked to step up my Bob Dylan dictionary vernacular lexicon. Yeah, this is the you big know. one. I mean, this is like this is. Blo- I mean, this is the pinnacle for some of the sixties. And um, it's for f- episode fifty. Or episode a little, 50. What a milestone, indeed! What an incredible milestone! Like so we are going universe. to be doing it. We're not going to go deep into the songs. That's something important. So we're going to be talking more about um, the vibe of it. Lightly touching on all the songs, kind of like what we thought or what we felt, and um, trying to avoid. So go go listen to like John Wesley Harding and even episode five, Planet Waves. I mean, we tried to be so no like lyrical deep dive. Yeah, no sure. huge deep dives into yeah. them. We're just gonna cover it, cover the album, and set up the the mood uh, for episode fifty, and then we're moving on. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Oh. See you next week. See you next week. Yeah. I'm six Holy shit!